blessed and beautiful morning to you and yours. It is the third hour of Sound Awake with myself, Shailen Dikumana, keeping you company until 6 a.m. Central African time on to our next conversation. And this morning we are looking at a really, really crucial conversation that speaks about the children that have been affected by the floods in KZN. Now, Child Rights Group Save the Children South Africa has called on the government to prioritize schooling for children as floods continue to hit KwaZulu-Natal. More than 350 schools have been damaged as a result of the heavy rains which, heavy rains which started last week. The organizations say that this latest tragedy will further have a negative impact following the impact of COVID-19 lockdown. Now, for more on this, we are chatting to the likes of Nyeka Machijeza, who is the Migration and Displacement Thematic Manager at Save the Children South Africa. Good morning to you, Nyeka. Good morning, Sherla, and thank you for having me, and good morning to the listeners. Lovely. Before we get into the conversation, I really want to do a solid and pronounce your surname correctly. So if you would kindly do so for us. Thank you very much. And my name is Nika Machenjedze. Machenjedze. Thank you. And that is a Zimbabwean surname, if I'm not mistaken. It is indeed. Lovely. How are you doing this Easter Monday morning? Well, I'm keeping very well. They were concerned with what is happening to many families and many children in KZN and the worries of what might come up in Gauteng. Let's kick start off the conversation there. Roughly how many pupils have been affected uh, by the week-long torrential rains? So far, the reports we are receiving indicate that the numbers of people that have lost their life might be exceeding over 430 now. Mm. And we're looking at over 13,000 people being affected and um, over 70 people that are missing. And uh, this is really concerning. And um, except the children, South Africa, a child rights organization, we're really concerned with the well-being of children and continue to call upon government to really prioritize the protection of children. Yes, and on uh, with this particular call on government to prioritize uh, children and their education, what are you hoping to see government fulfill? We, we really hoping to see that um, we begin to realize children as, 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 as important as everybody else. For example, if we look at the statistics we are currently getting in the public domain, nothing spells out of all these people, how many of these are children and uh, all that. But we know that in any household, in most cases, the greatest number of people are actually children. And what we really calling to see um, happening um, done by government, non-government officials or stakeholders, is that children should remain uh, protected through this emergency, and should we should prioritize their access to developmental resources such as education in one way or the other, and ensure that they are protected, um, particularly now that we're going to be using alternative accommodation, alternative 
means of survival, children tend to be very vulnerable to abuse during times like these. Mm, sure. Um, and what would you suggest, in your own opinion, as a plausible solution, particularly to the education factor, um, given the effects of COVID-19? What do you think would be a plausible solution uh, to ensuring that these uh, children get educated, that they're able to access levels of education in this time? Yeah, COVID has really taught us a lot of things, as devastating as it was, but we got to learn that learning um, uh, can be disrupted by many means, but it is important that we find mechanisms to ensure that children find some level of continued learning. We learned of uh, a radio-based education for children. Mm-hmm. Children can be taught through radio. Programs can be done in centers where they are being kept for safety. A radio program can be run. Children can continue to learn. Children can access virtual. Although we know right now we are suffering a lot of infrastructural destruction in KZN. Mm-hmm. But there are those still uh, very minimal digital approaches that can be used to ensure children are continuing to learn, including volunteer programs in these centers mm. where people can volunteer to go and teach children prioritize the development was the loss that they ran through this period is very lifelong impactful on children mm. I think um, what I absolutely appreciate about your response is that it is a, um, a, res- a solution that we can apply now now let's think more long term What would you then suggest, given the disposition of Durban um, and where it is situated geographically? And who's to say? Yes. Yes, I am very glad that the president has acknowledged this is one of the possible impacts of uh, climate change. Mm. And one of the most important long-term elements that needs to happen, that Save the Children has been calling for and always continue to call for, is realizing that children are an equal stakeholder in the discussion of climate change policies. Now, we need to be starting serious conversations on climate change crisis. And at those tables, children's voices need to be prioritized. We need to hear from children. And meaningful child participation is very important at this point in the long term. And eventually... We're going to into a period where children are lacking right now food, health. So we need to ensure that they have access to health. They are important life-saving vaccines that were actually due to some children during this period. And we don't know what are the implications if they do not receive this as a result of this destructive um, experience we are having. So we need to prioritize that because... Missing immunization has got long-term implications on children. Mm. There is going to be a lot of uh, children have experienced trauma right now as we go through this. It's traumatic to us as adults, and you can imagine what it's doing to the young minds of children. So mental health and psychosocial support will really become a great need to these children for their mental well-being. And it needs to be prioritized. And usually when the floods are over, 
people get back and things start to normalize, we forget about the impact of trauma. Mm. And these affect children even into their adult livelihood. So we need to prioritize that as we go. Sure. Thank you so much for that response, Nika. I think um, I want to touch on the, the Save the Children South Africa uh, emergency response for immediate needs. Talk to me about that activation. So our response to Save the Children South Africa is really prioritized. And one of the principles of Save the Children is that we prioritize collaboration with other stakeholders. And this is where we are starting from to see who else is acting that we can partner with, we can collaborate with, so that we reach more children as possible. But we are prioritizing life-saving interventions such as provision of um, of food aid, provision of clean water, um, procuring um, water purifying um, tanks for the centers where children are, located in their families and uh, families that have water systems that have been affected to 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 receive purification of water, purified water for drinking and ensuring that shelters that are being used for as alternative shelters we're really calling upon government and other stakeholders to ensure that they are safe for children those are our key priorities during this response mm. Um, and I just want to come back to a comment you made about how children are prone to abuse in these times. I want us to speak to that. How do we aid for that particular experience? Because unfortunately, those are isolated experiences uh, between obviously the offender and the child. How do we create an awareness that allows children to know that this is wrong uh, and to be able to speak out about it being wrong and to also recognize that those who are uh, capable of abuse should come to a place where they reconcile with themselves to say that this is not what we are trying to do. Yes, yes. Very true. So um, humanitarian um, environment or crisis situations in most cases destroys the family limits that that usually exist. And those family limits normally provide for us some sort of level of protection for children. And when these are destroyed, these are no longer, these are um, are removed, there is intermingling and mixing of children, adults, and families, and communities. And among these are those that um, prey on vulnerable children. And Mm. children tend to be abused more And because of the confusion and the trauma and unsafety that children are feeling, they are less likely to voluntarily report. So Mm. what we emphasize as Save the Children is that a lot of messaging needs to be going out there, particularly in those environments where the family lines have been uh, um, uh, distracted, to ensure that families know children are aware that it's still not right for anybody to make them feel not safe in any way. And abuse will not come in one form that we may think it's not going to be only sexual, Mm. it's going to be physical, it's going to be emotional, it's going to be so many uh, other avenues. And children need to continually be informed and educated of these avenues. We are promoting right now the use of... um, um, telephonic services 
uh, that children can reach to or any other means that children can uh, access. And um, health workers or social workers or uh, child protection workers should frequent these places to just bring the presence of feeling of safety and a safe zone that children can use and also providing parents with positive parenting uh, mechanisms that children save the children always shares even on our social medias and many other platforms lovely um is there a way for for people who don't have direct access to uh, KZN to be able to contribute to the development of Save the Children South Africa? Can we donate someone? If so, how? Definitely. And we're really calling, you know, if there is one thing that we want to applaud South Africa for mm. is its ability to triumph during crisis times. We've always seen South Africans coming together, supporting one another as institutions or as individuals. And Save the Children is responding in different avenues with the limitations of resources available, of course. And anybody who wishes to contribute to that response can get in touch with our um, director for partnership and advocacy, which is Yanni Hon who can be reached at um, her email, which is yhon at savethechildren.org.za, which I can repeat quickly is yes. y-h-o-r-n at savethechildren, is one word, dot o-r-g dot z-a. Anybody can get in touch with Yanni, and I think they will be able to be uh, directed in the path that are the best suited to support the response. Thank you so much for your time, Mr. Machenjedze. Absolutely appreciate your contribution uh, to the conversation. Thank you very much for having me. That was the likes of Nika Machenjedze, who is the Migration and Displacement Thematic Manager at Save the Children SA. When we get back from the music, we're going to be delving into our last conversation for this morning, which is how to beat fatigue during long drives. If that's you, please stick around uh, to hear out on that conversation.